It's November 25th, 2007, and this is The Candid Frame. of the candid frame it's been a real adventure the last couple of weeks trying to get an episode up i've been having a host of different technical problems from my digital recorder to uh, recording skype and this morning uh adventures in just trying to record a, a podcast over garage band this is actually the second attempt today um to record this podcast i'd actually completed it and then when i played it back um, there was the sound quality was just terrible, so I'm going to try this all over again, and hopefully it'll be the the last time I'll have to do it, because uh, there are a lot of things I'd like to get, get taken care of this morning. But in any case, um, today's episode is not going to be your usual interview podcast, um, largely because of the technical problems that I was having uh, before. I had two interviews that I had conducted, and uh, each had their own individual and special technical problems, which prevented me uh, from getting an episode up last weekend, and I was trying to resolve it this week, but uh, one podcast I completely uh, is unusable, and the other one is going to require a little bit uh, more editing in order to be finally able to uh, put it out and to have you guys listen to it. So, much like the last time I had a technical problem, I thought instead of not having an episode up, I thought I would just talk about myself and my career and where I am uh, with my own photographic work. It looks like the last time I did this, it got a a really uh, good response and I had a lot of feedback um, regarding it. So I thought I'd do a little bit of uh, much of that uh, this time around. Um, I've been thinking about it for doing it for a while, but particularly this week, I thought, you know, this was really as good a time as any to to be able to do it. But, you know, I was procrastinating about it because I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to talk about. And and I guess I'm a little self-conscious about talking about some of the things I'm going to be talking about today. Um, But, you know, there's no time better than, than now to be able to do it. And since I definitely want to put a show up, I'm just going to have to yak about myself for, for a little while, for a little while. So where to start? Well, um, this year was a real turning point for me. I'd been working at the magazines, uh, as a staff member for got about six or seven years. And, um, I decided, uh, this year to, to leave the magazines and to really start trying to make a go of having a career, um, for myself. And um, so for for almost the last six months, I've actually been working as a freelance writer, uh, educator, and uh, sometimes photographer. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad that I make that step. I've been thinking about doing it for a long time, but, you know, largely because of a lot of fear, particularly a lot of economic insecurity. Um, I always hesitated about being able to do it. But for the last couple of years, I've been saving a uh, a lot of my money and not going out and spending it on gadgets and camera gear. So I've just been socking it away. So, you know, by the time June happened, I had enough cash reserves uh, that I would be able to um, sustain, you know, my lifestyle. And also with the help of my wife, who does have a nice um, uh, job 
and uh, a sizable salary, I was able to, you know, make the leap to just going completely freelance and that for at least, you know, six to nine months, I wouldn't have to worry about uh, having to eat ramen noodles like another famous podcaster typically does. But um, in any case, I, I made the leap. And so for the last six months, I've been my income has largely come from writing articles for a variety of different magazines, not only the the two that I used to write for, uh, PC Photo, uh, Outdoor Photographer, and and sometimes Digital Photo Pro Magazine, but also been doing some stuff for um, Pop, Popular Photography and Imaging Magazine and Shutterbug Magazine. And uh, But I also have been doing a lot of teaching. I'm teaching at the Art Center College of uh, Design and also... I continue to teach at betterphoto.com, and I've also been teaching at a after-school program up in uh, Pasadena. And I'm also working in a multimedia co-op that I've started with some friends of mine called alasmedia.com, where we're going to be pursuing um, a variety of different work, including multimedia presentations, as well as um, speaking engagements at educational conferences. So I've had my plate full of a lot of things in order to make sure that I, I keep food on the table and a roof over my head. But one of the things I've been thinking about recently is just the fact that, you know, if if I could be doing anything right now, I really would much prefer to be going out and shooting. And though I've gotten my photographs published, you know, a lot over the last, you know, eight, about eight years or so, most of the reasons my photographs have been published have been as a result of the fact of the articles that I've written. You know, the articles that I've written oftentimes require some illustrations, so I shoot, so I produce the photographs that accompany the articles. But I really have not gone out and really pursued opportunities to go and shoot uh, images that are not attached to anything that I've been writing. And though on occasion I've been hired to do some photographic work, largely most of that has come out, uh, come about as a result of people approaching me and saying, hey, will you or can you shoot this? And, you know, of course, I usually don't say no to much of those opportunities unless, of course, it's a, a wedding, which I'm always very reluctant to do. But um, yeah, I've done um, two of those, <laughs> despite my feelings about shooting weddings, uh, and I've done two of those this year. But largely, most of my work, I uh, photographic work, I haven't been real aggressive about, about going out there and marketing myself as a photographer. I've been doing a lot of marketing myself as an educator, as a presenter, as a teacher, and as a writer and all that. But as a photographer, I really had some reticence about going out there and, um, and pimping myself and my photographic skills. And that's one of the things that I sort of wanted to talk about today because I've been thinking about it a lot and I think a lot of people will end up relating to it uh, to some extent or the other. And it really came a lot came about because I realized that I had a lot of fear and insecurity and in, in about my, not so much my technical skills as a photographer, but I think what was happening is that I was comparing myself a lot with a lot of the work that I was seeing out there, a lot of the photographers that I'm seeing out there, and then comparing myself in not a very favorable way. And I kind of see this with a lot of the students that I teach, when uh, particularly those that are aspiring to become professional photographers, because I look at their portfolios a lot of the time, and I look at the body of work that they're producing, 
And a lot of the work is very competent. It's really good, strong work that shows that they're capable of being able to light and work with subjects and, you know, produce a really consistent result that will probably satisfy, you know, a client if they're hired to do a particular job. But in looking at these portfolios, the biggest thing that I saw was that a lot of these portfolios and a lot of these websites were being put together with the intent of showing that I can produce work, that I'm technically competent, that as a photographer I'm competent, and that this work will show you that I'm competent and therefore you'll give me more work. And the problem was, when you look at portfolio after portfolio after portfolio, there's a certain sameness that comes out of it. Because the the body of work is being put out as a direct reflection of the work that's already out there. These photographers, these students are looking at the work that's out there and thinking, okay, this is what's marketable, this is what sells, so I need to make sure that my website and then my portfolio reflects what's out there. And to show that, hey, I'm, I may not have a lot of experience, but I'm just as capable as anybody out there to produce that kind of work. And they're certainly successful in that respect. But what happens is that because they're doing just that, their work is not really distinctive. It doesn't jump out at you and go, wow, this person is doing something different. This person is bringing, bringing something really unique to the table. In their effort to make themselves marketable, they're actually doing the opposite. Because at some point, an art director or an editor will look at it and go, well, this guy is able to produce the, exactly the kind of work that I'm already getting. So why should I want to hire him or her? I already have somebody that's doing that. But when I look at these portfolios, there are a couple of times the students would bring personal work. And the personal work, that stuff was often the most exciting work that the student brought to the table. And we would, I would often find myself talking more about that personal work than anything else they had submitted to me in terms of their portfolio or their website. But often, more often than not, they would poo-poo it. They would, they would not really want to emphasize it too much because this, this was just something that they were a personal project and they really didn't see it as a, as a viable body of work to be able to sell or market themselves to actually get work or to make a career from. And without, you know, and and I would, I would tell them, you know, something, I look at this work and this is work that I'm not seeing all the time. This is work that I'm really excited about. This is work that you're passionate about. And that passion is coming across in the images. So why aren't you, putting this out there? Why aren't you emphasizing this more than all this other stuff that you're doing? And what they pretty much say is, well, I don't see this out there. I don't, I can't see this as being marketable. I can't see selling it. I don't see anybody buying this kind of stuff. And the point was, look, this is the stuff that's exciting. If you're like an editor, like I've been for the last several years, and I have to look at portfolio after portfolio of the same images over and over again. I'm waiting for something to come across my desk that says, wow, that makes me want to stop and take a look at those images and take them in and say, wow, what is this guy doing? You know, what, what makes this guy this much more interesting than all the other portfolios that I'm seeing? And I think it, whether you're an art director or editor, you really, you really want that. You know, you really want somebody whose work comes across your desk that really gets you excited about the potential of photography to be able to do something different. 
And I think that what a lot of these students do, and I think to what I was doing to some extent, is I was comparing myself to the work that was out there. And because it wasn't jiving with what I was seeing, I was undervaluing undervaluing it. I was making it... I was making it seem that it wasn't as worthwhile or, 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 or as important as the work that I was seeing out there. Um, and I guess, you know, bringing it back to me, I would look at the work that was being produced by not only the professional photographers that I interviewed for the show, but even some of the students. And I would go, God, these guys are really accomplished in terms of having a concept that they have in their head and going out and, and making it happen on, on, on the final photograph and in the final print. Or I would see guys who were, you know, amazing working with, with light, artificial light, or working in the studio, and I would go, you know, I don't do that. I don't produce images in that way. I don't, that's not what I do. And But I would look at my work, and I'd look at what they were doing, and I would judge myself on the on the things that I don't do. Oh, I don't, I don't work with lights in that way, so I guess I'm not as good a photographer. I don't work with, you know concepts and do all this other stuff so somehow what I'm doing isn't as worthwhile and I realized that in in helping other people see past that that I needed to do that for myself you know I'm the kind of photographer that you know for the most part um I don't I don't plan things ahead whether it's stuff I do on the street or even with the portraits that I do I don't go out there with a whole preconceived notion like maybe Annie Leibovitz or Mark Seliger do and and produce these wonderful photographs. They produce images that I love and I, I, I love looking at, but that's not the way I work. You know, when, I, when I've been doing these portraits of writers and, writers and poets for the last several years, what I often do is I just make arrangements to, to go to the person's house and I have no idea what I'm going to encounter there. I have no idea what I'm going to, what I can expect in terms of light, in terms of background, in terms of setting, nothing. All I have with me is my camera, you know, a couple of reflectors and, uh, you know, a light stand and a light disc holder. And that's, and that's it. And every time I go there, I'm like nervous and anxious because I don't know what to expect. But almost every time I come away with, you know, with the shot, I come away with a shot that I'm really pleased with. And that, you know, the, the person who I photographed is pleased with. And more importantly, they, both they and I are really pleased about the experience. It's a painless experience, unlike a lot of the experiences that some of these writers have, have had when they've been photographed by other photographers. You know, they often tell me that it's painless compared to what they, they've experienced before. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that, and I'm proud of the fact that the kind of images that I produce without any forethought in terms of what to expect when I get there. And I'm much much the same way when I go out to photograph out in the street. I don't have any idea what I'm gonna be what I'm gonna be seeing. All I know is that I'm trying to make myself completely open to, to light, to color, to gesture, to, to patterns. And I just go out there and I just see what I find because that that ability to go out there and 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 myself in the in the midst of all that randomness and chaos and to find something beautiful and striking is something that I really always enjoys about photography and whether I'm photographing people or photographing out in the street man that's really the experience that really kind of drives me I love that and a lot of people can't do that but I've been you know I've been I've been 
making it less valuable because that's not what I'm seeing other people do. I'm seeing people sit down and put down on paper this whole concept of what they want to do and make these plans about, oh, I got to do this with light and I got to do this with setting and all this, you know, hair and makeup and all this other stuff. And I go, wow, that's, that's phenomenal, but I don't do that. So I guess since so many people are doing it and so many people are aspiring to do just that, there must be something wrong with me. You know, can I really, you know, claim the, the mantle of being a, a, a photographer if I'm not working in that way? And I'm realizing that, yeah, I can. I may work differently. I may see differently. I may produce images different than than most of the people out there. But that doesn't mean that what I'm doing is any less value than anything else that's out there. And I guess because I've been, you know, looking at it that way and being so sort of making negative comparisons about myself and my work, um, I've been real reticent to go out there and really pimp myself as a photographer. You know, the work that I get I'm is, is has been great, but it's not as much work as I could be getting. You know, I've been leaning more on the fact that I know that I can go out there and I can pitch an article and I can write it and get it in under deadline and have it meet a certain level of quality that satisfies both me and the editor and I can get paid for it. So most of the bulk of my time has been, you know, sending out queries, coming up with story ideas, sending it out there, following up, making the phone calls, getting the job done getting the images printed, I mean, getting the articles written, getting them published, and getting the check, you know, and I've also been doing it in terms of teaching, and and not only at Art Center at Better Photo, but I'm, you know, working and developing a bunch of after-school programs, and teaching photography, and teaching creativity, and those are all things that I know that I do, I can do well, and comparatively, it's easy for me to go out there and do that in order to ensure that I'm making a living off of those things. But with photography, even though I'm more passionate about photography than anything else that I do in terms of my professional life, I've been real reticent about putting myself out there, even putting up a website, which I finally uh, uh, got around to doing this week. I've had some uh, .Mac account and some other things where I have images up, but nothing that I really would consider a professional pro-level website of my work. And I finally sat down and and did that and you can see some of the portraits that I've been doing by visiting uh, com, which is just the beginning of, of of a website that I'll be I'll be putting up there and marketing myself with but it was real difficult for me to get to that point because of a lot of the insecurities and the fears that I was I was just telling you about and but it was really interesting to finally sit down and put the images up there and it was remarkable that when I saw the images up there on the site, I had a greater appreciation for what I was doing than when I'd been looking at the images just on my computer monitor. And I, I, and I think it's probably just a sort of context thing, but all of a sudden I looked at those pictures and I realized that I did have something to be proud of, that I did have something that I was bringing to the table that a lot of other people um, may not be bringing, bringing to the table. Um, it may not be the heavy stylized kind of stuff that we're kind of used to looking at in, in magazines, but you know, I felt that, that there's a certain intimacy that exists within those images that isn't typically happening with a lot of the other photographs that you see out there. And that's something that I've been wanting to get whenever I shoot any, any subject. And I think it comes across in those photographs and, you know, having that website, having that, those images appear within the context of that particular website gave me a little more confidence in terms of what I was doing. 
the next part of it, of course, is putting up the images that I produce mostly from my street work. And that's a little more a little more difficult to do because it's not a real cohesive theme. I mean, those those portraits that you're going to see up there are, are primarily, you know, portraits. They're portraits of writers and poets as a unifying theme that, you know, ties them all together. But with the street stuff, man, it's all over the map. I think the only thing that really makes any sort of cohesive sense out there is just the fact that you know I'm responding to color I'm responding to light I'm responding to gesture and texture and repeating patterns and stuff like that and for me that's that's what I'm going out there to look for when I go out and and shoot I'm not looking out to to do anything beyond just react to what I see and I'm struggling with trying to put the you know a certain number of images together so I can just put on the site and hopefully I'll be able to do that in 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 the coming weeks and just put it out there and I realize that you know what I really want from the work what I really want from 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 the work is to be able to have something that people will look at and appreciate the fact that wow I like the way he sees I like the way that he looks at color. I like the way he looks at light. I like the way he uses it. And have people recognize me for that ability. Not so much the fact that I'm a technically competent photographer that can deliver X and Y by Z. You know, I want people to look at me and go, you know something, I like the way you look. I like the way I like the way you see. And we want you to work you know, on behalf of us to bring your vision to your particular perspective to to our particular needs. And I think it's a very different way of coming to it rather than saying, okay, I want to sell myself as a technician and say, okay, this is what I do. This is how I do it and pay me for the pleasure of doing it. I think what I'm trying to do is slightly a little differently is to say, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I love doing. This is why I love doing it the way I do it. And Pay me for it. Pay me for pay me for the opportunity to be able to do what I already love to do. Not just shoot pictures, but to shoot pictures in a particular way, to produce images in a particular way, to to see in a particular way. Um, you know, there's very often times when when um, some photographers will get hired for a particular job, and all of a sudden they'll stop shooting the way they they they're accustomed to shooting, and sort of adapt the way that they're they're doing a job because of the expectations of what they believe the expectations of the clients are. So all of a sudden, whatever sort of aesthetic qualities or style that they brought to the table in the beginning, all of a sudden they just stifle them and they just end up producing a bunch of pictures based not on what really drives them, but rather um, some expectation of what the other person um, may or may not expect. And I think... I was doing a little bit of that, not so much in the work that I was doing for the client, so that does happen occasionally, but really just putting my own work out there and just saying, this is who I am, this is what I do, and take it or leave it. And, um, I don't know. You know, I don't think I need to do that anymore. I don't think I want to do that. I don't think I just want to become a photographer for hire just to be able to get money. And, um, and not have the work that I'm producing really sing to me. And I know as a photographer, you're going to have to do jobs that don't actually serve your soul or feed your soul in a particular way. But I think that in terms of the way 
you market yourself that you don't necessarily have to make those compromises at that point. You know, I tell my students, and you know something, this is the stuff that really is, if this is the stuff that's really exciting to you, and this is the stuff that you really want to do, that's the stuff that you should be putting out there. Don't worry about this whole body of work that you've produced that you think is going to sell sell you to a potential client or an editor or an advertising director. Don't don't do it. Go out there and say, this is the way I see. This is the way I shoot. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I do. And go out and just go with that and trust that your passion and that your faith in your own work and your own ability as a photographer and as an artist is going to be enough to see you through. And I realize that, you know, I'm, I have to speak that to myself as well. I need to look at my own stuff and go, you know, it may not be what, what other people are doing. And it may be not look um, as amazing as some of the photographers that, you know, I, I, I aspire to be or that I respect, but that my work and the way that I'm doing things is of value and it's worth something. And I just need to go out there and just and just do it. I'm lucky that, you know, I can I can assure that assure myself that I'll have a certain level of income from the writing and the teaching. So, you know, why not go ahead and take the risk? Why not go ahead and just say, Okay, this is why I'm as a photographer and just put it out there and just see what happens. You know, I have the luxury right now that I I'm able to do that. So why, you know, cripple myself by trying to make myself into something that I'm not? You know, some of the photographers that are out there are not necessarily, some of you listeners out there are actually not people who, who want to make it professionally. You just guys, you guys you just love to shoot and you just want to go out there and just take pictures and, and have people appreciate it. But I think even if you're coming from a hobbyist point of view, you still have to deal with the same things. You still have to deal with insecurities and comparing yourself unfavorably to, to other people because they're capable of doing things that, that you're not capable of doing or you know, you're you're taking pictures of subjects that, you know, other people look at and go, why, why are you taking pictures of that? Or, you know, what do you expect to do with it? Or, uh, you, you know, you get all those questions that sort of can really dampen your creative spirit. And I think that whether you intend yourself to be a pro or whether or not you're just doing it for the pleasure of it, you just got to follow what you're passionate about. You just got to go ahead and do it and not be worried about how other people are going to perceive it or how other people are going to value it. And just say, you know, something, this is what I do. This is what I love to do. And this is how I love to do it. And that's just, that's just me. I may not know certain things. I may not have a certain level of experience, but you know, damn it, this is who I am. And this is what I want to do. And I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And, um, I guess I, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm needing to do right now for myself. Is I gotta produce a certain, produce my work, put it out there, and just see what happens with it. And nothing may happen with it, but on the other other hand, everything could happen with it. But I gotta get out of my own way. You know, I have to stop being my own critic, uh, my own stopgap, my own dam, and 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 allow whatever is going to happen to happen, and not have it dampened by fear or insecurity or anxiety or self-doubt and just do what's right in front of me, take the pictures, edit them, put them up on the website, 
do the marketing, do whatever I need to do in order to just to put it out there and not be so fixated on what the end, what the end result is going to be. Certainly have a goal in terms of what I would like to have and build all the intermediate steps up to those goals and decide what they are going to be and make the effort to make sure that I keep my commitments to myself. But don't get so fixated on what the end result may or may not be. Just do the work. And I'm able to do that with the writing. I'm able to do that with the teaching. Well, it's time for me to start doing it with my photography. So let's see where let's see where that's going to take me. So I feel like I've been ranting, um, for which I apologize if that's exactly the case. But I'm hoping that some of what I've just said is going to be helpful to some of you out there. I suspect that it is. Um, I'd like to hear back from you if you if you. If you like this, if you didn't like it, if you have any comments or, or anything like that, um, I think it really do do me a bit of good to hear your responses to it. And I think if you know if you have similar feelings or similar experiences, I really would like to hear it. And I think some of the other listeners out there would as well. And I think there's no better place to do it than on the blog at the Candid Frame. Uh, thecountedframe.com where you can post a message on the blog so not only I can benefit from your comments or your 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 critiques or your suggestions uh, the other listeners listeners of the show can do it as well um, or if you want if you don't want to post anything on there you can certainly email me at thecandidframe at gmail.com so hopefully I'll have resolved all these technical issues with the next coming weeks and I should have a regular episode with an interview up in about two weeks. And we'll be back on track. But thanks for uh, thanks for listening in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for supporting the show. And until next time, this is Ivarian X. Perella, and this is The King of Fire. Check out this show and more great photography podcasts at photocastnetwork.com. Photocastnetwork.com